0: Everybody, this is Mike Bell, former original Sean dale and now with the Crystal Blue Band. And I'm here to tell you that if you can hear my voice, you are tuned into the greatest Oldie station in the nation. Right here with Mr. Roy Orum on the Big Brother Oldie Show.
1: Hey, Bart, guess what I'm doing.
2: What are you doing, Stevie?
1: I'm listening to the Big Brother program with Roy Orham.
2: Oh, yeah, Roy's right here on WRTR, the station that plays the soundtrack of
3: our lives.
1: That's right, Remember Then Radio at RememberThenRadio.com. You don't want to miss his shows. He's on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Plays the music that gave eyes to our ears.
3: Oh, you're going to love him. We do.
4: Big Brother Program is a CRO production.
1: Hey, your big brother, happy to be with you once again. Thank you so very, very much for joining me today. I have a very special guest. He's a singer, a songwriter, an author, an original member, founding member of the Safaris. He wrote Image of a Girl, national hit reaching number six on Eldo Records from 1960. He's also written a book, Goodies About the Oldies, Memoirs of a One-Hit Wonder, which also is the name of his WRTR program that airs Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. In addition, The Doctor is in. Yes, Dr. Marv Rosenberg is in. It airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, and of course, he is considered by many to be an authority on the music that we play here on Remember Then. Please join me now. In welcoming Dr. Marv Rosenberg Oh, what
5: an audience, that's
1: great <laughs> I'm really glad Hey Marv, so great to have you with me today And well, I was, I've been looking forward to this since we first talked about it And uh, it's an honor for me to have you on And uh, I have a bunch of tunes of uh, that you've written or recorded And I have a lot of questions I'd like to ask you and I would like to start off by playing a song by the Safaris called Cherish Ways. And after I play it, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about it. Okay, that'd be great. Let's give a listen,
2: I do about your childish ways Today you fill my heart with joy And tomorrow there's another boy Even though you treat me like you do I don't know why, child, but I still love you What can I say?
1: something upbeat by the safaris childish ways so Mark what do you remember about uh, that song uh, when you recorded it or anything significant that took place surrounding that song
5: And had to go away for a while. We, that was the we a group we called the Suddens and it was the lead singer was a guy named Lee Forrester, and the rest of the safaris. Okay,
1: okay. So I, I had that billed as the safaris. Well, okay. So one of the questions I wanted to start off, and I want we'll go to this later on, but um, what can you tell us about how? image of a girl developed and um the fact that uh it was released in may of 1960 man that's almost a lifetime ago for most of us Uh, yes (laughs) we're going to play that at the end but i I just wanted to ask about that How, how did the image of a girl come about
5: with all the time I spent rehearsing. So uh, I remember one weekend we finished rehearsing, I went over to her house afterwards and she says, hey, look, you spend too much time on music and not enough time with me. She says, is it me or the music? uh, And I said, well, if you want to take away the one thing I love so much, you know, you must not love me very much. Anyway, we broke up. I was very upset, Question. this was in high school, I was 16 years old,
3: mm-hmm. so I
5: went in, she lived with her mother, and I went in the room, bedroom, lied down, and I heard this old clock, you remember those old clocks that were so loud, and, oh, yeah, sure, and a, sure. a faucet was dripping, and I looked up at the ceiling, and I said, my gosh, why can't I find that perfect girl, mm-hmm. and anyway, it gave me an idea with the dripping and of the clock and I grabbed a piece of paper and wrote the song. And then the funny part is after it became a hit, about two, three months later she called me up and says her and her mother were moving, wanted to know if I wanted to buy the bed.
1: Oh my so god. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh that's that's wild. That yeah. So that that, that ticking, uh, you, you got the inspiration for that from the clock in the bedroom on the bed you were laying where you got the inspiration to write the song. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's, uh, it sounds like it's drumsticks clicking together or drumsticks. No, it's actually a wood block. A wood block. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. You yeah. have had, in my view, I've done a little bit of research and talked to a few people about you. And uh, oh. you've, you've had a marvelous life. My goodness. The things you've been involved with. And I'd like you to share with us, please, if you would be so kind, about your involvement with the National Music Foundation.
5: Yes, it was originally called the Foundation for the Love of Rock and Roll. It was started by Joey D and some people in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, it was Jackie Wilson who inspired... Uh, the following of the foundation because he was in a hospital right. you know, in a, in a coma for a long time and uh, so anyway I was appointed uh, by my colleague in the music business to be the California chairman of that foundation mm-hmm. and the uh, goal was to raise money to build a retirement home for people who have had to hit records in the music business okay. and uh, that was the goal of it and um, so uh, I got a was involved, he gave me an office in his suite of offices in Burbank out here, and uh, we raised money uh, to build towards uh, the home that we wanted to start, so that uh, all the old recording artists yeah. would have a place to stay uh, when they retire and enjoy life.
1: Well. Wow and and so many of those wonderful people fell on some hard times later in life didn't they
5: oh absolutely and especially none of them had any medical insurance and a lot of them didn't get paid you know uh, in those days and in fact uh the foundation we paid for uh Jackie Wilson's hospital bill and his funeral
1: oh well yeah, and, and if my memory serves correct, Johnny Mathis played a big role in, in his care while he was in a nursing home. Is that true? Uh, that I
5: don't know too much about, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard that story.
1: Okay. So, I ask this question of anyone I've ever interviewed, and I'm going to ask it of you right now. Is there any, okay. is there any one group or one recording artist that you admire most of all, and Why?
5: Yes, uh, well, the Skyliners were my idols for a long time. And, uh, finally, uh, we did a show together out here in California. And I went up to Jimmy and I, Beaumont, and lead singer, and I said, I just want you to know that your group's been an idol of mine. And in fact, when they went on, I went out. Uh, into the audience because I wanted to see their show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I've always idolized that group. But I must say that the one person who I thought was the nicest and kindest person in the business was uh, the lead singer of the Platters, Tony Williams. We did many tours with him and he was the nicest guy that I ever met.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, that's... uh Very nice of you to say that, and from what I understand, uh, what you just said is very true. Now, there's a song that was sent to me by a mutual uh, friend of ours, by Steve, that I had had never heard before, and uh, with your permission, I'd like to play it for you now, our Unfinished Symphony. And after we do, I'd like you you to share uh, what was behind that with us. So, if I may, my friends... This is Unfinished Symphony.
4: An artist paints in the night Then drops his brush with delight He knows this comes only once In a lifetime His greatest work of them all Will have them calling out They seemed to beckon him Lost in his dream The image faded from sight Having tried to recapture that moment He shook his head and he said it wasn't meant to be It's just like you and me Our unfinished symphony Like words without melody A dream that stays up. it just takes work to succeed it's not an easy thing it's just like you and me our unfinished symphony like words without melody a dream that stay Loving you, and you finish loving me. Won't you love?
1: pretty song well thank you what can you tell I us about it? what can you tell us about it
5: well first of all uh, you're one of the few people who have ever played that
1: plans somewhere down the road to actually publish this and put it out there? or uh,
5: Absolutely. Uh, just haven't done
1: it yet, but uh, that's what I plan on doing. Okay. My guest is Marv Rosenberg, and uh, I'm, I want to tell you, my friends, it's been uh, great anticipation in having Marv on the program, and we will be back right after this.
5: This is Gary Knight, the original base member.
1: What a bass voice that man has. The, ori- <laughs> the original bass of the great group Delmonico's. Are you familiar with them?
5: I've heard of them, yes. Uh, uh, you know, we don't hear too much about uh, here on the West Coast about, you know, the, the people in the East Coast. So oh, uh,
1: <laughs> I've heard of them, yes. Indeed. He, again, I said earlier, and I'll, I'll repeat it, uh, you've done so many, many things, but I want to ask you right now a little bit about the, the current group and uh, some things that go on with them. So, uh, who are the current members of the Safaris?
5: Well, the current members are uh, myself. We, the first thing, of the group is called Marv Rosenberg Safaris. They chose the name. I didn't want it. But <laughs> okay. anyway, it's myself and Kenny Vance's son, Lad Vance. Okay. And... Uh, Two other guys, uh, Harris Levy and uh, Joe Wise, okay. and uh, we're an a cappella group, and we've been doing a lot of local shows here, and uh, it's been fun because we're, we're still we're doing all the doo-wop even New York stuff, because Lad is uh, has brought a lot of the songs from the east into the west coast.
1: Boy, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It,
5: it's just amazing we haven't heard. Songs that you guys had on the East Coast, oh my God! Uh, and that really came out here, you
1: know. Yeah, I just love acapella. I played quite a bit of it on uh, on my programs, and um, you know, you couldn't hide with acapella. You cannot hide. There's no music. No, no music to cover you up. You're either good or you're <laughs> not. It's that simple.
5: Oh yes, it's, it's going up there
1: bare. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so do the safaris have a website?
5: It's called, uh, it's,
1: I think it's Marb Rosenberg Safaris.com. mob Rosenberg Safaris.com. Are there currently any CDs by the Safaris available? Uh, you mean our current group now? No, any, yeah, any stuff out there that people, if they want to get a hold of your music, are there any CDs Uh-oh. available to the public?
5: Yes, well, you could only, they're not being printed, but there there was a Safaris album. Uh, I think you can get it on eBay. It's called The Safaris, Image of a Girl, 25 original recordings by the Safaris. Oh, cool. And uh, yes, and on there is uh, cuts from other groups, and the Suddens, for example, mm-hmm. with the song you originally played, Charles Ways, and several others. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, you, you, you've been involved with a lot of groups, and you started out really young, as far as I know, where you were actually forming groups so that you'd have a venue to play the songs you had written. Tell me a little about that.
5: Well, I love the music. Uh, the first record I bought was Slider Fools Fall in Love by Frankie Lyman and when I heard it, I of course, I was only like 11 or 12 years old, mm-hmm. but I remember walking to seven different... <laughs> doors to try to find it, because I heard it when it just came out, and that song was just, uh, really got under my skin, and uh, I I always dreamed about being in in the music business, and uh, just loved the music, Uh, especially the doo-wop, the oldies, it was just, just wonderful.
1: Absolutely, and I always had a dream myself about being a singer, but I have been told that I can't sing a lick. So I have to, I have to live vicariously through you guys by playing your music, which is a real real thrill for me. You know, one of the things that I found amazing about your uh, your history, your career, is that you did some novelty recordings, and I had never heard them before until Stevie sent them to me, and I have a couple of those that I'd like to share with the uh, with the audience today, if I may.
0: And this one is called Baseball Final. This is Ma Rosenberg, my friends. Let's Hello, baseball fans. You're tuning into the game with the Coney Island Islanders are leading the Manhattan transfers one to nothing in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the leadoff batter is Joe Rubio, who has struck out three times today. And there's strike three. Joe has struck out for the fourth time today, as he's saying to himself,
6: there'll be days like this. There'll be days
0: One down as the Islanders pitcher is saying Another one bites
6: the, dust. Another one bites the dust.
0: Oh this is cute one of the kids in the stands down the third base line is yelling something to the Islanders third baseman
2: Cause Mr. Baseman, I wanna be a baseman
0: The third baseman tips his cap to the kid it's so nice to see young kids wanting to become baseball players Johnny Babylon is the batter with one out and there's ball four as he trots down the first base saying He's walking. He's walking. Bobby Seawater is up and there goes Johnny trying to steal second base and the umpire calls him out Johnny is mad the umpire is saying
2: angry so,
0: the Islanders manager is coming out of the dugout, and he may change pitchers. Johnny is yelling at the umpire. Be careful, Johnny. Someday, some way you'll realize that you've been blind. The transfers manager is out of the dugout, saying to Johnny. And the umpire has thrown Johnny out of the game, as Johnny says to himself.
3: I guess I kept my
0: and the umpire walks away, complaining to himself. Why's everybody always picking on me? There's two outs, and the transfers are down to their last out. It's up to Dick Pimples, who is looking down at the third base coach.
3: Just give me some kind of
0: sign. He's got the sign, and here's the pitch. And there's a sky-high pop-up behind the plate. The catcher is under it, and he drops the ball. Oh, my. The catcher feels bad, but is saying to the Empire the reason he dropped it.
6: Blinded by the light.
0: Here's the next pitch, and Dick is hit by the pitch. I hope he's all right. As he trots down the first base, he's saying something to the Islanders pitcher. The islander's manager is coming out of the dugout and he may change pitchers. The pitcher is mad about that and is begging the manager to let him stay in the game. Give
3: me just a little more time. And
0: I'll grow. But the manager has signaled a change in pitchers, and he says to the catcher, You have to go. So two men out. One to nothing, the Islanders are winning with a man on first. Joss Baker is up, and here's the pitch. Oh, it's a long drive to left field. It is going, going, gone, just out of reach of the left fielder, who is saying. Oh, so near, yet so far away. A two-run home run as the Transfers win the game two to one. Josh Baker is so excited, rounding the bases, saying so thanks for joining us baseball fans and remember especially you young kids out there whether you win or lose always be a good sport and that means you
1: I love it. I love it. Now, what, what drove you to put your creativity to work and put something like that together?
5: Well, well two things. First of all, uh, I loved when the Buchanan Goodwin came out with the Flying Saucer.
1: Oh, yeah. Part one and two. You know,
5: with clips and stuff of the records. And I said, I always, always kind of like that. And I, you know, love sports. So I, I wrote several of these first. Sports using clips I have one for football I have one for baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, uh, wrestling, boxing, rodeo and uh, it's called time out for sports but I just uh, have fun you know uh, I write love songs but now I go on the other direction and I like to uh, do a little fun humor.
1: Yeah, once and, in a while and it <laughs> is very funny and very entertaining and I use that one as a segue. To ask you about this. It's okay. my understanding that you were drafted by the Boston Red Sox of professional baseball. Tell us about that. That's true. Uh, I was
5: asked to join the Red Sox farm team at the same time, you know, coming out of high school and uh, my first year in, in junior college. Uh, asked to join the Red Sox farm team at the same time that image came out and it was a big hit and we were traveling and I had to make a decision between baseball and music
1: and, and I chose music and I think you, so, made, uh, you made the right choice my friend uh, yeah, I hope so you but, uh, absolutely made the right choice yeah, so thank you I have so one much. I have one more of those uh, this one is about Mr. Elvis Presley once again my friends Marv Rosenberg the Elvis hypochondria
0: final. Hi, I'm Dr. Louberthal. Did you know that Elvis was a hypochondriac? I remember that Monday morning when he came into my office. Well, hi, Elvis. Your message you left was that you're not feeling too good. What's wrong?
2: I'm all shook up.
0: Well, what do you mean, Elvis? It
2: feels so
0: bad. Hmm, can you be more specific?
2: not you help?
0: What are some of your symptoms, Elvis?
2: Well, my hands shake and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own for fint.
0: Your hands? Are you experiencing any traumas?
2: My inside shake like a leaf on a tree.
0: So you feel hot, huh? I see. Burn it, burn it, burn it, and nothing can cool me. Yeah. I hope you don't mind Elvis, but I have a few more questions.
3: Just ask me more.
0: Are you having trouble sleeping? Do you need some meds?
2: Help me make it
6: through the night.
0: Have you tried to eat? If so, what happened? You also mentioned you experienced some rapid heartbeat.
2: My heartbeat so it scares me to death.
0: And Elvis, you also said you experienced some irregular heartbeats.
2: I can feel my heart go
3: flip, flip.
0: Okay, okay. Calm down, Elvis. I'm getting a clearer picture of your problem.
2: Let me know where I stand from the start.
0: I know you're so anxious to find out what's wrong.
6: Tomorrow will be too late. It's not
0: I know you're a cooperative patient Elvis, but when you tell me that one exception... Well, Elvis, I think I know the answer to your problem and there's nothing to worry about. It's not serious.
6: You give me hope and consolation. You give me strength to carry on.
0: Well, thanks for your vote of confidence, Elvis. Well, this is my conclusion. There's nothing wrong with you, Elvis. Elvis. You're in good medical condition. You see, you're just a hypochondriac, Elvis. It's all in your mind. I suggest you go see a shrink, you know, a psychologist. Now, don't get upset, Elvis.
2: Holy smoke, a land sakes alive, I never thought this could
0: happen to me. We're listening to the Big Brother program where Roy plays the music that gave eyes to our ears.
1: And eyes to our ears, uh, (laughs) Marvis. is a, uh, a phrase that I coined many, many years ago. And I like it. I believe that it's so true that when we listen to the music, this genre of music, this music we grew up with and love, if you close your eyes, you can see what the, the recording artists are singing all about.
5: Absolutely. It really is the basis of the heart. You know, it's like chewing gum for the ears.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
5: The thing, the thing that's wonderful about music is that you know, if you, as opposed to painting, you look at a painting, it hits your eye and then goes to your brain for interpretation. But right. in music, it goes straight through.
1: Yes, it does indeed. So it's pure. Now, I understand that you did a study on the effects of music. Is that correct?
5: to be a, a psychologist, which I guess was one of the things that prompted that Elvis thing oh, <laughs> that right. you just heard. But uh, yeah, I became very interested in how music affects people.
1: And What did, and your, why what records, did, yeah, what did you why records one record on could
5: be played a hundred times and it becomes a number one record and another record played a hundred times and it doesn't sell. So I became very, very fascinated has spent 19-20 years on the research of the effects of music on people
1: ok and it's a positive effect I am sure
5: It is an individual experience. So you can't make a, a general statement about a record. It's, it tells you about the individual. And that's what really turned my research into uh, some very uh, interesting uh, studies that uh, haven't been uh, done before.
1: So, yeah. and, and I think that's the beauty of it, because it everybody listens to a song and they take something different away from it and they they hold that all their lives i mean it's like the first song you ever heard in your life or the first the first 45 you ever bought i don't think people ever forget those things
5: absolutely not Mm. and uh like you said roy uh you know you take a look at people who well even when you hear an old record it, it brings back some memories, uh, a particular situation, it has a certain meaning to you, so I I think all those things are fascinating, but there really hasn't been a lot of research done to really go deeper into that, Mm -hmm. which I tried to do.
1: Okay, well I have another tune by the Safaris, and uh, this one's called The Girl with the Story in Her Eyes, and with your permission, Marv, I'd like to play it right now.
6: Every time, I see her face. Every time I see her face When I'm in the
2: marketplace, when I'm in the marketplace. She never laughs, she never cries
6: With the story in her eyes, Someone, so sure. Someone hurt her, I'm so sure All the pain she must endure
2: a story in her eyes
1: cha-cha the girl with a story in her (laughs) eyes did you write that one
5: of the week and we had to do a TV show we couldn't even remember the song oh <laughs> <words>. <laughs> and,
1: and, so by, anyway. and by many standards that's a real shorty it's uh, 157 uh, typi- yeah. typically they were uh, 230 or so and you know here's yeah. something that I off the cuff question here you yeah. know I, I can't for the life of me understand today's recording artists, I can't understand their music, but I can't understand for the life of me why they find it necessary to make these recordings that are four and five minutes long, because I I think people lose interest after all.
5: Well, I think that the, you know, it seems to be more album-oriented and, uh, you know, the the kids from today, uh, you know, I think going to a a special state of mind where it's just repetition and repetition and repetition. But I agree with you, you know, back then they were short, you know, uh, a message was there, a very simple message, then you move on to something else. But uh, it's, everything has changed so much, it's just... Totally
1: unbelievable. Absolutely, well,
5: and uh, I, I, I don't like that. I can't believe the music they have today. You know, oh. but of course, we miss the old days when uh, you know the songs were simple and said what it had to say and really moved us. And uh, it seems to be missing today.
1: Well, it's not missing here on RTR, where yourself, myself, and a lot of great uh, jocks are keeping that music alive on Remember Then Radio. You know, we have to. There was nothing like to do up there. But I of, I often wonder, what's going to happen when us dinosaurs are no longer around. I hope this music never dies with us.
5: Well, they still have the, 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 some people who still like the music from the thirties and forties. So. Uh and shows like yours keep it
1: going well uh, Uh, it's not just me my friend it's all of the wonderful people that we have as teammates on WRTR I was wondering if you'd share a little bit about your involvement with Herb Albert and Lou Adler with us
5: Oh, you know, it's, it's okay. And uh, when we went with Eldo Records, uh, after the record was a hit, I ran into Herb, and he said, "What a great song you wrote! Why didn't you bring it to me?" And I said, "I did." Oh my God! You turned it down? He said, "I did." He said, "Well, let me give you some advice. You're a great songwriter. You're not a lead singer." <laughs> Get somebody else to uh, present your songs. Oh, wow. Wow. So, uh, that was quite an experience.
1: Absolutely. Now, I have a song in the queue that I must confess to you, until I heard it recently, I had never even known of its existence. I listened to it, and I said, Wow, that is really great. And I believed, without any knowledge, I believed, that it was the follow-up to Image of a Girl and uh, but you told me that it wasn't so my image of a girl was you what can you share with us before we play it
5: I actually wrote it our lead singer Jimmy Stevens was getting married and I thought I would write a song that he found his image of a girl and reflecting back at a time when he didn't have anybody and he was dreaming about the image of a girl and now he's lying in bed with his wife next to him and he's looking up at the ceiling and all these other things so it's really the follow-up and conclusion of image of a girl
1: okay and and what was the time separation between image and this one
5: very big. We did these, this, uh, song, My Image of a Girl is You, in the 90s. It was 97 oh, like wow. or something well,
1: like so that. So. A big gap in between there. Big wow. gap. Wow. Well, with your permission, I'd like to play it, my friends. These are the safaris. My Thank image you. of a girl.
5: then radio.com radio
1: the way you remember it my guest is Marv Rosenberg who had a very interesting life up to this point and I'm sure that there's still a long road ahead with many interesting things in store for him and Marv I asked this question of uh, almost everyone that I have interviewed over the years Why do you still do this? Why do you still keep active? And why are you still going out there performing?
5: Well, it's what you said, Roy. It's the love of the music. And uh, I just... You can't let go. It's like... When you love this kind of music, it gets under your skin. And uh, it's there forever. And always will be. And performing and seeing the people who still want to hear this music just makes you feel alive and makes things worthwhile to carry on.
1: Wow. And so true it is, and I think that's probably the standard answer that I've received from everyone I've ever asked a question of. Hey, Marv, okay. I have another song in the queue. That's where, okay. the, that's where the difference lies. So we'll give it a listen, and then you could uh, share with us some thoughts on the song.
0: This is Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. After I wrote the song Image of a Girl and got the Safaris together as a group, we recorded it and it became a big hit. Well, I had written another song that I thought would be great for a follow-up. However, the record company insisted we do one of the songs that they had contracted with. Two or three years later, we did record this song that I wrote for the follow-up to Image. And it was released as a solo artist under our lead singer, Jimmy Stevens, though it was the safari singing. Not too many people have heard it. And uh, so you could say this is a Remember Then Radio exclusive. Here is That's Where the Difference Lies. I hope you like it.
2: You're not as pretty as others that were mine You're not a flirt or the teasing kind There's something about
3: Lies,
2: where the
3: lies, where the lies, lies.
1: What was your inspiration for writing that song, Marv?
5: That you know, it, it's not the outside; it's the inside. That's where the difference lies. And <laughs> after she left, I uh, wrote the song. Wow! Well, and I wanted—I wanted this to be the, the follow-up to *Image*, but uh, you know, the record company wanted the girl with a story in her eyes.
1: Those who think they're much wiser and know better sometimes they really don't, do they? <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> so she literally left your office you took pen in hand and and, and penned that song huh
5: yeah and it's funny with me the the song has to flow out like in two or three minutes Mm -hmm. in fact you know i getting back to the image of a girl you know writing in in the bed and writing the I still have the original piece of paper wow in pencil (laughs) oh wow Wow. Uh, that that uh I wrote
1: that that day. I hope have, I hope you have it framed on your wall somewhere.
5: Well, it's not in my wall, but I, I hope it just doesn't turn yellow in the scrapbook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they called it a one-hit wonder. It was uh, to reach number six on the national charts. Marv received the gold record for writing it. You can find it hanging on the wall in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm going to play it here in a moment. But before I do, I'd like to offer you an opportunity to uh, express any parting thoughts you'd like to share with the Big Brother listening audience. And uh, we'll play the song. And with my sincere gratitude for you being here with me today, it's truly, for me, Marv, been an honor to have you.
5: Well, to everybody, first I want to thank Roy for having me on here know, to taking the time to share some of a lot of things that I've had in my life, and it brings back a lot of memories uh, to me, and to all you people out there who are listening to the show, I'm sure you love the kind of music that we all love together, and always will, because we love the music that we grew up with, and I just thank you for all these memories again, Roy, and for having me on the show. Oh, yeah. And for all you listeners to take the time to listen. And I thank you.
1: The honor was mine. My friends, here is the signature song of Marv Rosenberg and the safari's image of a girl. As for me to have Ma Rosenberg with me today on the Big Brother program. I look at the clock and it says, you gotta go. Time to leave. The angels will close the program as they always do, but I want to first say to you this, for this time until next time, my time has been yours. Please look for me again right here on Remember Then Radio where all the great songs have gone and until we meet again, please be kind to each other and rock on.